Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfect Bill, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network, streaming on Sirius XM and TuneIn Radio. I am Sam Marcou, and of course, he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Colon. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? I think you're going to ask me that, Samuel, and um, for the first time in a long time, I, I texted somebody, uh, an acquaintance of mine, and said, I don't know how to feel. We have prominent all-pro players praying to play for us and with us in, in, in Miami. And here we are doing the show because of some certain breaking news that we'll get to. Um, I don't know how to feel. It, it's a good feeling. It's uh, like we're doing all the right things. And I don't know how to handle that, Sam, because that's never happened before. Yeah, it's uh, it's really weird. It's like losing 10 pounds and all of a sudden you're getting looks from the girls at the bar that you would never get looks for before. And you're still kind of looking around like, where's the joke? Somebody put, you know, a kick me sign on my back or something. But 100%. No, it's just, it. Yeah. it turns out they're looking at you. And uh, right now, all the players in the NFL are looking at the Miami Dolphins because, as you alluded to, breaking news, Jalen Ramsey. Yes, all pro former defensive player of the year, although really He's on the Dolphins, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just get to that. I was going to make a joke. I don't need to make a joke because I don't need the newest guy on the Miami Dolphins being mad at me. But Jalen Ramsey, formerly of the Los Angeles Rams, uh, cornerback, uh, just an amazing player, one of the best in the league, um, is now a Miami Dolphin, ladies and gentlemen. And what did we have to do to go get Jalen Ramsey? Well, not a, a first, right, Sam? Like a first or a second at least? You would think that. But no, Chris, it was a third-round pick. What? In fact, it was the third-round pick that we got for Devontae Parker. So... <laughs> The third round pick that we got for Devontae Parker in this year's draft and Hunter Long, uh, Boston College tight end, Brian Flores's boy, no longer for the Miami Dolphins. That's it. That's all the Miami Dolphins gave up for J- Jalen Ramsey, ladies and gentlemen. 28 years old in his physical prime, knows this team, knows this defense, wanted to be here. We'll talk all about that. But uh, a third round pick in this year's draft and Hunter Long. That's all it takes to get Jalen Ramsey to the Miami Dolphins, Chris. Yeah, um, before the compensation was announced, I literally well, was talking to that same acquaintance and said uh, the words, this is exciting. I just need to see what we gave up for him because I, I was nervous. You know, the, a big name like that um, at a premier position, I'm thinking maybe we traded Xavier Howard, swap for swap uh, with a pick, uh, maybe next year's first or second, I, I, our second round pick this year. I, I was nervous. And I literally went in a Rappaport and Adam Schefter posted the compensation and I read the comments after the best is reading the comments underneath to see how I should feel. Yeah. And the best thing about Reddit on um, NFL subreddit is that they uh, have their flair. So, you know what team they root for and chief fans are like, wow. You know, great job, Dolphins. You fleece the Rams. Then you see Rams fans saying, What the fuck? We got a bag of chips. And then you see a Jet fan going, I fucking hate my life. What a fucking trade for the Dolphins. This sucks. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> we did good. Yeah. We did really good. Third round pick. You're not getting a Jalen Ramsey for a third round pick. Um, Hunter Long, as of the season that just passed, he was our third tight end on the depth chart. If you don't count Alec Ingold, who probably was better at tight end than him, and he's not even a tight end. So, um, okay. If that's the trade compensation, you bring in a Jalen Ramsey with Tua Tungavailoa on his rookie deal, and we're putting these pieces around him. Look no further, Sam, than the other NFL players on social media. All of them are like, Dolphins are cheating. This is ridiculous. Oh, my God. Miami's cooking. Blah, blah, blah. You got Micah Parsons. You got Darius Slay. You've got um, um, uh, Travion Diggs. It, all have made comments, and uh, not not including our own players that are excited for this. Um, you're adding him to Javon Holland, Brandon Jones coming off an injury, Kudu, um, and, and then Xavier Howard. Oh, by the way, Vic Vangio is the defensive coordinator man i I, i'm just 
there's nothing wrong with anything that happened today. No, I mean, again, you're still waiting for another byline on that trade compensation. Like, oh, by the way, it's a future like second round pick right. next year or something. And I, I realize it's Kahoo. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I know. I messed I was, that up. You, people can't see this, but I was chuckling because you said Kadoo. And I'm like, we should get a Kadoo. Like, we want a Kahoo and a Kadoo. We already have all the Jalen's. We have Jalen Phillips, Jalen Waddle, and Jalen Ramsey. We might as well get a Kahoo and a Kadoo. Um, and maybe a Kazoo. We'll just play a Kazoo all the way to the Lombardi trophy at the Super Bowl. So, uh, no, we're, we're going to talk all about the implications as to what this means to this defense, what this means for the secondary, what this means for the rest of free agency. Uh, but you're right, Chris. I mean, just looking at the compensation, I would have bet money that it was going to be a first round pick or at least a second round pick and a quality player, right? You know, Hunter Long going back to the Rams, but it wasn't that. But uh, I can also tell you that if I were to bet, I would have bet on Bet Online, which remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs, everything from the NFL to the NBA to college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchups, info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device and join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, go put $100 on the futures for the Miami Dolphins to win the Super Bowl because those lines are about to move. You can get the Miami Dolphins right now plus 2500 on bet online which I think is going to move by the time this podcast actually drops because the news of Jalen Ramsey is uh, is going to move that line Chris but for plus 2500 what that means you put $100 down you win 2500 when the Miami Dolphins win the Super Bowl next year. So uh if you're not a gambling person, you know, develop an addiction, develop a habit like the rest of us and go win free money at this point because it's not just Jalen Ramsey, Chris. I have it on pretty good authority that the Miami Dolphins are now the destination spot. They are pretty much the epicenter of the NFL when it comes to free agency. They have a coach that everyone wants to play for. They have a defensive coordinator that everybody wants to play for. It's basically the he is the architect of the modern day defense in the NFL, and he is on Team Miami Dolphins right now. Jalen Ramsey basically forced this trade without forcing it to the Miami Dolphins. The Rams were in with a bunch of different teams, if you believe all these reports, that were looking to get Jalen Ramsey onto their team. He ultimately told them he wanted to be in Miami, as you alluded to. He actually put out on Twitter that he'd been praying for this move for over a month. He hasn't been quiet about his uh, love for the Miami Dolphins and the organization right now. And you now add Jalen Ramsey to a defensive backfield with Xavier Howard, which, by the way, say what you will about Xavier Howard last week, last year. We were pretty tough on him. He was injured pretty much the entire year. He had pulled groins, right. and uh, he now has an offseason where he can recover, and not everything is just on his shoulders. You have a second-year player now in uh, Cater Cahoo, who's just going to be nothing but better with these guys in front of him. And, oh, by the way, Javon Holland and, yeah, Brandon Jones. And who knows? We might not be done with the secondary, Chris. I mean, there's so much cooking right now with Chris Greer in his kitchen that it wouldn't surprise me, but this time next week, we're talking about some other players that are uh, going to be done in the Aquamarine and Coral. Well, and you mentioned the DBs, which makes plenty of sense. That's the position he plays. Let's not misconnect or discredit <laughs> how special this is for our pass rush. <laughs> you know, when Vic Vangio comes in in his past con press conference and he's like, you know, blitzing all the time is kind of crazy. I do it when I when I need to. Um, but I'm going to let my guys get home. And you you add in the fact of Bradley Chubb, but last time he had a really good season, he was under a Vic Fangio defense in the Broncos. We have Jalen Phillips, who's an absolute ascending defensive end, yep. and Christian Wilkins and Raquan Davis inside uh, with a little bit of sprinkled in Zach Sealer, random white 92. And you've got yourself a D-line now that can get home with DBs that are covering guys, and it's not so easy to get open with a Vic Fangio defense. This is something we have to talk about. and and. I find it not ironic, but pretty awesome that when this just started breaking, the very first that I saw, and it might not have been the first one total, so don't call me out on that, but the first one I saw was a comment of Jalen Ramsey saying current mood, and it was a dude dancing at a concert on stage and everyone getting hype, and the first comment was, Let's hope so. And it was crossed fingers from a certain Raekwon Davis. So the word had been spread. Dolphins yeah. players and defenders are excited. They know what this means for them and their position. And now really our weak spot on defense is linebacker. And we have a second round pick and free agency to, to hone that up. So 
adding a Jalen Ramsey now, there's no question with our offense. We've talked about this before in previous episodes, Sam. If our defense can just give us a couple three and outs, our offense will win us games. And, and you pair those two together with, uh, like we mentioned before, Vic Vangio basically is the head coach of the defense. He went and got himself a great player today, or they did for him. Um, and side note, let's just mention, I know we're going off tangent, but that's what we do. Kazoo, worst musical instrument ever. Like what you can't like change inflections, nothing. Like there's what is it for? What is the point? Birthday parties? Like, I don't I don't get it. Uh it's to annoy parents at birthday yeah, parties. Has so to you're, be you're absolutely you're one hundred percent right. There was just some maniac who uh decided that uh, he hated his parents and what was the best way? He was gonna create a musical instrument that has one note that's out of tune and just sounds like a fucking retarded bee at all times. I mean, that's that's essentially what a kazoo is. But uh I will gladly toot toot into a kazoo if the Miami <laughs> Dolphins win the Super Bowl. I'll toot toot in a lot of weird things will, if we go I to will, the Super Bowl. I will toot toot through my asshole into a kazoo. And I will film it and I will put it on Twitter if the Miami Dolphins win the Super Bowl. This is going to be the most clicked, listened to episode if we win the Super Bowl because everybody's going to be coming back to timestamp when you just said that. Oh, this this will be the episode that all of a sudden goes disappearing. Like, where did episode 325 go? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Why but, is Sam uh, blocking everyone? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of blocking, um, you know, that that's something that uh, Jalen Ramsey does very good about in the running game, which I think is understated here, Chris, is that yeah, everyone talks about Jalen Ramsey as, you know, obviously a cornerback who can, you know, cover wide receivers, pick the ball off, things like that. He's really good about shedding blocks uh, from wide receivers and tight ends and stiffening up in that run game and and being defensive support, which is actually needed in a Vic Fangio defense with that shell defense on the outside. The interior linemen are looking to force those running lanes to close and the running backs to go, you know, left to right instead of uh, uh, up and down. And when you do that, you need sure tackling on the outside. You need outside linebackers who can who can wrap, and you need cornerbacks and safeties that can come down and support. And that's exactly what Jalen Ramsey can do as well, which is why some people are saying long-term he could be a safety in this league. But for now, I think he's going to be a quarterback uh, for the Miami Dolphins. His money gets guaranteed for not only 2023, but 2024, which doesn't surprise me and doesn't really mean much other than the Miami Dolphins now have a little bit more cap room here this year to go out and fill some other needs, which we'll talk about during this episode. But it also means that the Miami Dolphins have officially said, based on the restructures of Teron Armstead, Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb, and guaranteeing that fifth year for Tua Tungavailoa, that the next two years is their window. I mean, it really is their window, Chris, for the next two years. They're saying Tua Tungavailoa is our quarterback. These are the players that we are investing money and draft picks into, not rookies, but veterans who have a solid track record and background in this league. And we're going to, we think we can coach them up enough and we have enough talent here that we can go win the entire damn thing so that Sam can play, you know, Freebird with his kazoo and his asshole. (laughs) Um, So the Miami Dolphins right now have basically put their stake down that, 2023 and 2024 at a minimum is their window to get this thing done. Chris, Uh, I haven't seen such a definitive statement by a team based on all the moves they made over the last 12 months. Let's call it uh, in a very long time, other than maybe the Rams. I mean, the Rams pretty much did the same thing a couple of years ago. They're paying for it now uh, because now they got Hunter long and a third round pick for Jalen Ramsey, but (laughs) they got a super bowl. And I think I would trade a couple of years of heartache for that Lombardi trophy in my lifetime. Yeah, you know why I would? Because the last 36 years of my life have been heartache. So if I can get one Super Bowl and then it sucks a couple of years after that, oh no, what yeah. am I going to do? How do I handle it? I know exactly how to handle it. I'm going to pro at it. It's like the guy that, you know, smokes 10 packs of cigarettes a day and somebody slapped a, you know, 30 nicotine stickers on his arm and he's fine. You know why? He's he's prepared for this. He's He's been through that already. He's He's got the uh the the experience the xp to get through that we do that if we if if you are telling me right now we get a super bowl in one of the next two years and then we struggle for a couple and maybe tyreek walks or we yeah fucking gives a shit don't care (laughs) people listening right now sam just shrugged like whatever exactly it's just like we get a super bowl that's fine this is exactly it's the creme de la creme we haven't won since 73 sam like neither of us were alive um and we're huge hard fans of this show uh of course and and of this team Um, I'm not so, so much a diehard of this show. Nah, it's okay. I, uh, it's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's the okayest podcast I've ever it's, heard. It's waned on me. Yeah. But, yeah. We're there. We're here. Yeah, we're here. And we got a contract till June. Um, <laughs> so, 
I will say this, like if we have to go a couple of years of just bad play because we sold our souls to go get that Super Bowl, I will happily blow into my shit kazoo for the next couple of years and just be fine with it because you do it for years. Okay, whatever. I mean, if that's what it needs to be, if 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 this if the taste of my own poo has to be in my mouth to remind me of the Super Bowl run that the Miami Dolphins are putting together, then poo has never tasted so good in my life. So if you if you blew a kazoo into your asshole, Mm. would it be like my wife just said, excuse me? Um, Charlotte, answer the question. Yeah, Charlotte, answer. (laughs) Charlotte, come here. Uh oh, (laughs) Chris has now demanded his his lovely wife, Charlotte, this debauchery. If you blow a kazoo into your asshole. Um, would it be like a uh, Capri Sun when you blow into the straw? Ooh. Will it come back out the exterior? What do you think? I mean, no, it's just gonna poof. It's gonna poof. Yeah, gonna poof. What's that? What's that mean? It's gonna poof. What do you it's mean? Gonna, well, she's thinking you're gonna fart into the kazoo, and it's gonna. It's you gonna, fart into the kazoo, and will it make a sound? And yeah, will it be different than the one you blew well, into? It, it's impossible for it to be a different sound. That's true. It'll be the same. That's just science. Yeah. It'll be the same. It's physics. (laughs) Thank you, Charlotte, for that riveting question. This this is the QA. We now have a new segment here on Perfectville. We ask Charlotte. We're just going to have Charlotte basically scientifically explain all the stupid shit that we come up (laughs) with on this show. There you go. You're hired, babe. Yeah. New uh, segment every week random science question about assholes. (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome. Asshole related. So, like next year, (laughs) next week, we'll just talk about Roger Goodell and she can answer that question. Instead, you know, the annals, uh, annals of history with Charlotte, Charlotte Cullen. I like it. I like yep. it a lot. Uh, we'll make this a family affair. It's a good thing. Family um, affair. It's a, you know, it's a good thing, man. It's it's good to be the Miami Dolphins right now because we still have cap room. We haven't even hit free agency. This is pre-agency, Chris. And uh, the Miami Dolphins went out and land one of the biggest fishes that you're going to see. I mean, everyone's talking about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets and, you know, some of these other moves that may or may not happen. But uh, I, I don't know if it gets much bigger than Jalen Ramsey, all pro cornerback going to the Miami Dolphins and partnering with Xavier Howard. Uh, look, we, we talked a lot about what this means for the defensive backfield. And you mentioned the defensive line. I mean, with Jalen Phillips and. Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer and Bradley Chubb and all those guys are going to be here at least for one more year. Raquan Davis being another one. It's it, it. People are starting to ask the question already, like, well, they are ignoring the linebackers. And my question, or I guess my thought back to people is when Jalen Ramsey says, hey, can I come play with you guys? Uh, sometimes you have to ignore the linebacker for another day or two <laughs> to go make that happen. There's nothing about this other than maybe a little bit of money that's going to deter the Miami Dolphins from going out and getting whatever target they need at linebacker. They still have ways to create more money if somebody is available that they want to go get at the linebacker position. But here's my thought. I think the Miami Dolphins are going to shift gears on linebackers since it's a clean slate right now anyway, with the exception of Jerome Baker. And they're going to go hire mercenaries, Chris. I mean, we are that destination spot now. You're going to go get somebody like a Bobby Wagner who's at the tail end of his career but is still very much uh, uh, productive. Uh, Think of him like a defensively able or defensive side of the ball of Frank Gore, as an example. He's still got a lot left in the tank, and he played with Jalen Ramsey, and he's one of those other players that chimed in today and was like, man, Jalen Ramsey in Miami is going to be something else. He's out there. He's somebody that could join the Miami Dolphins as a one- or two-year guy, guaranteed money, and say, look, come help us put us over the top here on the defense. I could see somebody like him. I'm not saying it's going to be Bobby Wagner. I am saying somebody like him of that ilk that can come in here and play for a couple of seasons, know that the window is this, and you're going to be here for that window. And then when that window closes, you're out of here as well. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your business. What say you, Chris? What's the strategy for linebackers for the Miami Dolphins, you think? Yeah, I agree with that completely. We're we're at the point now where we're that destination team mixing the no state income taxes, um, the warm weather people, most people train and live in Florida. There's going to be guys now that are taking vet minimums and very incentive laden contracts to just come play for this team. Especially you, you want to look at the veterans that don't have a ring, uh, that, you know, want to latch onto the team that might be the next hot thing that only has a two-year plan right now. And, uh, th- there's going to be a lot of people that are like, maybe we're mortgaging our future for this, but I, I don't agree with that. Chris Greer has made enough moves to where other than the Stephen Ross meddling with Tom Brady, first round pick being lost aside, 
have all been calculated trades and decisions that have all made sense. You mentioned it earlier, Devontae Parker and Hunter Long for Jalen Ramsey. I mean, to turn that around and do what he's done, you you, you can't put, um, you know, there that's nothing but a great move from Chris yeah. Greer. And it, did he expect that to happen and plan for that down the road? Maybe not, but the guy is playing chess right now, obviously, and he's playing very good. He's that old man at the park with his own clock, and you're like, eh, this guy's done this a time or two. You don't want to mess with him. Um, so, yeah, there's that two-year window right now that we're talking about, and it doesn't mean we're going to be terrible in five, but if we mortgage things to win a Super Bowl, like we mentioned before, it's worth it. But these veterans that are going to come in here now, you're talking about there's a huge list somebody posted on Twitter of linebacker free agents. It's massive. And if you get a B-side guy, B-plus guy from one of these teams that has been there for a long time, and he takes less money to come play for us because he might be the little piece, like in the Dominican Sioux on the Eagles last year, you know, he, he wasn't the best. He wasn't the Dominican Sioux of old, but he was somebody that they added that helped their defense uh, go to the Super Bowl. And, and that's the type of thing that you you want to add. And that's the team we have right now where guys are interested to play for. Yeah, I mean, you have people like uh, Levante David, who's out there, right? Uh, you've got people like Devin Bush. You have people like Tremaine Edmonds, which is a guy that I know that a lot of people want. I don't know if the Miami Dolphins can afford him, but possibly. Then you also have people like Denzel Perryman, who is a very good player for the Las Vegas Raiders the last couple of years. He's out there. So you have these veterans that are out there. And you look at Neville Hewitt, if we want to bring back the old Neville. Uh, he's, he's out still there playing. Well. Wow. He's still playing, man. He, uh, he played pretty well, actually, the last few years. So you have a bunch of people out there, Chris, that are available that can absolutely still go. And when you have the defensive line that we do and now the defensive backfield, you, you add more talent than what we had last year at the linebacking role. And all of a sudden, you're cooking with fire. And by the way, this also doesn't deter the Miami Dolphins from going out and doing whatever they need to do on offense. I mean, they, yes, you get rid of Hunter Long. We all uh, agree that Mike Kosicki is probably out of here. I can't imagine a scenario where he's going to stay. Uh, he is about being paid. It wouldn't surprise me if, by the way, he goes to the Giants. I'm just going to throw that out there for everybody to uh, chew on. And then, so you have a tight end position that has Durham Smythe, uh, the guy from last year, whose name I can't even remember, who I don't really like, but apparently the team does, and that's it. So you, you have people like Foster Moreau, who's a tight end for the Raiders, who played very well, who could fit in quickly. Irv Smith Jr., a very talented tight end who's oft injured out of Minnesota. We've had his uncle, Ed Smith, on the show. I actually shouted out to Ed today going, hey, can you tell your uh, nephew to maybe come reunite with his quarterback from college? Because uh, Irv Smith went to Alabama. And then on top of that, there's the running backs. We got Suvon Ahmed back. Uh, he was a restricted free agent. He wasn't going to go anywhere anyway, but that's your bottom. That's the that's the tail end of your running back depth chart. Is it going to be Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert? Are we going to run it back with those two running backs? Maybe, I suppose. It wouldn't surprise me if one of those guys are back, but it also wouldn't surprise me if the Miami Dolphins are working on yet another trade or another big splash on the offensive side of the ball that would surround a running back, Chris. And the reason I say that is because when you look at the free agents that are out there. There's more tight ends available than running backs. There's more linebackers available than defensive backfield members in terms of uh, uh, value. It's easy enough to go get some running backs, put them behind a, an offensive line that's still improving, that still will be reworked and have success than it would be to necessarily go out and trade for a tight end or, or trade for some of these other positions. So the Miami Dolphins, since they have basically stated the 2023 and 2024 campaign is Super Bowl or bust, they really don't give a shit about these picks in the draft picks. So, yeah, we have the 51st overall. We have our own third rounder at 84. We probably want to draft a couple of people if we can keep it. But if the right if the right deal comes along, Chris, I'll just say that. It wouldn't surprise me that Chris Greer says, yeah, take this draft pick as well, and we'll take that player back here for the Miami Dolphins and surround Tua with even more talent. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, this is the second draft in a row where I'm like, eh. Yeah. Right? Like you normally I'm like so fucking jazzed up for the draft. I can't wait to go uh to watch it. There's a draft party. Like who, who's going to be added to the Miami Dolphins? What young talent? Last year, we didn't have a first or second because we had Tyree Kill and uh Armstead. So we're like, eh, let's wait till the third. That'll be fun. Let's watch that. Whatever. And then this year it's like we have a second for now. We'll see if we keep it. You know, if not. Uh, maybe we'll, if we do keep it, we'll use it on a linebacker from Iowa or something like that. And that'd yeah. be cool. But if not, we're going to trade it. And I'm like, eh, 
we have so much talent. And like, I, I don't, I don't care. This is the second year in a row where the draft's coming up. And I, I literally, this is the first time, uh, Sam, honestly, I'm cutting, I cut direct TV, uh, since like 2008, I've had it for like so long, 15 years. And I cut it and I've just been like watching Peacock on my PlayStation and rugby and I haven't watched any news. And I get on Twitter and see the Jalen Ramsey stuff. And I'm thinking about a roster and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. The combine just happened. I barely even saw anything on it. And then I'm like, oh yeah, the drafts next month. I don't care. Normally I just, it's, it's the hugest thing in the world. Like I, yeah. I, I we we're a few picks away. This is what we need. No, I love what Chris Greer is doing. We're finally that team with a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract that we can put pieces around them. Veterans that we know have proven they could play in the league as opposed to guys that are question marks. We know the draft is a question mark game. It has been for 30 years since we've been watching the Miami Dolphins. We think this is the guy. Screw, screw Matt Ryan. We got Chad Henney and Jake Long. We double down. No, like we, finally we're getting guys that have proven their medal in the NFL and I'm totally, totally okay with it. Yeah, I am too. And, you know, you, you, t- you talked about having that rookie quarterback uh, in terms of Tua Tungvalu and his contract. We did pick up his fifth option, his yes. fifth-year option. It is going to cost the Miami Dolphins uh, somewhere around $23 million next year, and that's a bargain. And I'll tell you $20 why. million it's, less than Daniel Jones. Exactly. People. I mean, Daniel Jones got $40 million, And you know what? He's He won't be alone. When you think about some of these other quarterbacks that are coming up in the league, uh, they're going to get more money than $23 million. It's a quarterback-heavy league. It's top-heavy with quarterbacks. And if you can get a starting quarterback, and Tua was, regardless of whether you, you, you worry about his injury history or not, was one of the best when he was in there last year. 23 million. He's making 9 million in 2023. He'll make 23 million next year. That's an average of about 15 to 16 million dollars on average for your starting quarterback the next couple of years. Yeah, I think I'm going to take that. And I'm going to go take the rest of the money that I'm not spending on my quarterback, my starting quarterback anyway, and sprinkle it around and go get other people like Jalen fucking Ramsey. So uh, the Miami Dolphins have been very, very shrewd here. Now, again, in two years, if this doesn't work, everyone's going to be fired. <laughs> I mean, everyone will be fired yep. in two years if this doesn't work. Chris Greer will be fired. Mike McDaniel will be fired. Tua Tungvalu will be fired. Everyone will be fired. But they're banking on enough talent on the coaching staff, enough talent in the front office, and obviously enough talent on the field to make this uh, and make a big, strong push towards the Super Bowl. Um, with that being said, I do think they're going to go after a backup quarterback. I don't think Skyler Thompson. I, I'm going to walk back what I said a couple uh, episodes ago where I thought Skyler Thompson had the second pick or the second um, quarterback spot lockdown. I don't think he does. I do think they're going to go out and get themselves a backup quarterback, uh, probably another veteran, somebody who's played, you know, sparingly in terms of being a starter and not. Um, I have a name in mind that I would love to see. Uh, what about you, Chris? Uh, what are your thoughts on the backup quarterback free agency for the Miami Dolphins? There's a lot of talk about the uh, the stash, Gardner Minshew right now, yeah. coming to Miami. Um, and I agree with some folks on Twitter that um, that just is that's just bad news, in my opinion. He's, he's so, yeah, he's another Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's that type of guy that the fans love him. And as soon as Tua throws a pick, put in Gardner or imagine what he can do with these weapons. And it just causes just turmoil. I just want a guy that's solid. Like, honestly, I have been one of the biggest proponents of the random white quarterback that's a backup that just stays around for some god awful fucking reason. Um, and how perfect, by the way, of a eulogy of a career that Chad Henney ended a Super Bowl <laughs> title with a Bud Light in his hand saying he's done. I'm like, I, I did it. I got <sighs> fuck. Yeah. You know, he did two Super Bowls backing up Patrick Mahomes, never having to play. He's involved in game plans and stuff and just hanging out. And that's the kind of quarterback you want, like somebody that's just like. Plain Jane, not going to push for the job, you know, a, not a Colt McCoy, but like a Chase Daniel or, 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 or just somebody that's like borderline XF, XFL. <laughs> but like, I, I don't know. I, Gardner Minshew's the type that like he had a really good training camp thrown into the Trent Sherfield and uh, he might get some looks with the ones this week. And you're like, what? Like, I don't know. He just he brings that Tebow effect, the the media <sighs> and, and two has already got like a big, huge target on him from the national media and the fan base. But the, but the team was a lot of fun when Ryan Fitzpatrick is here. And I agree that, you know, Gardner Minshew is probably a Walmart roll back the prices backup quarterback version of Ryan Fitzpatrick, but that could be a lot of fun. I mean, I don't know that I want an almost in the XFL backup quarterback because we have that already with Skylar Thompson. <laughs> That's true. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I just, I think Gardner Minshew would make so much sense 
for the Miami Dolphins, especially the way this team just seems to have so much fun. He seems like he would just fit in. And talk about the polar opposite of Washington State, which is in like Spokane, Washington, basically, which is basically not even Washington. It's so far east of where all the people are in Washington. And then you go to Miami, where it is just a hotbed of activity. I mean, granted, he's been in Jacksonville. He's been in Philly. He's been around. I kind of like Gardner Minshew with the Miami Dolphins. And and he would have to be coming in knowing damn well that he is not the starting quarterback and that he will play if and only if Tua Tungavailoa gets hurt. And that has to be clear up front. And you just shut that shit down immediately. But you're right. The media, because they're still linking Tom Brady, who came out and said, I am not going to play again. They're still saying Tom Brady's in play for the Miami Dolphins. They're still saying Lamar Jackson is somehow secretly going to get to the Miami Dolphins. Everyone still thinks that we're looking to replace Tua and Tungabailoa, and it just, quite frankly, we're not. I mean, we have a game plan, and we've been sticking to that game plan, and I think the game plan is Tua Tungabailoa with all these weapons around him, and if he gets hurt, we need somebody that we can hopefully rely on for a couple of games at most, and to me, that's Gardner Minshew, man. Hey, you talked me into it. Like Minshew Mania. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, like you do want a guy that can win you games. And a uh, Gardner Minshew is the type of guy that's just gonna fucking fuck it, chuck it football, throw yeah. it down the field to Waddle, throw it down the field to Tyreek Hill. Those guys would be excited to play with them. So honestly, like uh, it's a backup quarterback. So it's not really like that fucking huge of a deal. Here comes all the 70s Dolphins fans. Like, well, actually, um, Brian Greasy was out for most of the season. Yeah, I get it. Um they also ran the ball 97 times a game and threw it too. But yeah, get a Gardner Minshew. If Tua misses two games, he's going to come in and we're going to still win. Our defense will you know, keep us close. And we got enough playmakers to uh, to make it happen. He he just, I don't know, man. He just, he is the Walmart rollback version of Fitzpatrick. Like he's going to Thursday night football. Is he going to come out with the, you know, the, the mustache and the weird tropical t-shirt and be everybody's favorite guy. And I really so. like, maybe he just starts, let's just start him. Cause two is just too injury prone. Like, I, I, I don't know. There, there's a fine line between is Tua injury prone. And we're worried about the backup stealing his job and Tua being fucking injury prone. Uh, and, and that's a problem. So yeah. I, I will try to be as unbiased as possible. So, you know what? You talked me into it. Fucking bring him on see. mustache mania. I just want to see the NFL films of Mike McDaniel, Gardner Minshew talking on the field it's between be reps in training camp. It's going to it, be insane. It's good. You know, at some point they'll, the conversation will turn to. So if the kazoo is all the way up your ass versus halfway up your ass, does that change? And we'll be like, those guys listen to the show. Yeah. I, I, uh, they, heard, they like, listen to the annals of Charlotte. <laughs> I, li- I like uh, Dr. Dr. Pooh Little. That's what we'll call her. Ooh, there be, you go. Yeah. She talks to the animals. We're the animals. Um, the <laughs> you get a little jingle. Yeah. Dr. Pooh Little with the question of the day. Dr. Ding, ding. Pooh Little. Do do with Kahoo and Kadoo. Doot doot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little toot toot and then a fart. I like Kadoo, it. Kazoo, Kahoo. Dr. Pooh Little. Boop. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, we both would like to see Gardner Minshew, uh, maybe begrudgingly on your behalf. Uh, although if he comes here and then like some for some reason he does have to go in and throws like a pick six to lose to like the fucking Bills again, you're gonna you're gonna roast me on here um, just because I'm the one who convinced you to say yes to Gardner Minshew. Correct. Um, you think this is how Chris Greer and like Mike McDaniel and Brandon Shore figure out which like they they go, what about this guy? And they're like, I don't know. He's he's not gonna be good for team chemistry. And the other people are like, it would be weird though, right? And he's like, All right, you talk me into it. Go get Gardner on the phone. Let's sign him. I bet you this is how the free agent front office does it. Hundred percent. I can see yeah. Mike McDaniel being like, you know what? I want to fuck around with that guy. I, I need to spend more time with him than just like passing at like man, you know, owners meetings, stuff like the combine, stuff like that. I, I want to be in a, I want to be in a QB room with this guy. I want to, I want to see what he has to say. I want to pick his brain. Um, and, and you know, he's like another Chad Henney type in my mind. I imagined him with the styrofoam cup. He's got a big fat, you know, Copenhagen chew right there in the lip. And he's just like, now you throw the post there. And, and two was like, why would you throw the post? And he's like, oh, you know, throw the post. Look, the safety's just looking at the uh, backside flat the whole time and just spits in the cup. And you're just like, fuck, Gardner, good shit. Yeah. You are physically as good as you're mentally. Like, you would be a really good quarterback. And he's just like, I know. And then he just, like, flips his mullet in the air and he just, you know, FaceTime seven chicks or something. Like, that's yeah. Gardner Minshew. He's got that new iPhone that's got seven people that you can FaceTime at the same <laughs> time. I like it. Um, all right. So, gun to your head, uh, so to speak. Not. Literally, Please don't. Um, and then Monday, right? You know, uh, legal tampering. 
you know, the new year for the Miami Dolphins and the rest of the NFL starts on Wednesday, the 15th, but we can start legally talking to people tomorrow. Although somehow uh, Jalen Ramsey was letting it slip for like the last week that he was coming <laughs> to Miami. So who knows? Um, we never collude with people on the wrong side no. of <laughs> open tampering. We would never no. do that. Right. We would never oh, wink. We would never do anything like that. Hey, check out this trade I just did in Madden. By the way, did you see that? People try to make the same trade happen in Madden on Twitter and denied. <laughs> and it was denied every time. It was amazing. Every time. Uh, all right. First name, non-Miami Dolphin player that you see will sign with the Miami Dolphins once legal tampering happens on Monday morning or Monday afternoon. Who's the uh, first time? Great question. It's going to be a random depth player linebacker. It's just gonna be like, eh, you know, like, like a Van Ginkle type, where you're like, oh, he was pretty good for the Seahawks, and like he's on our team, Lofa Tatupu or somebody like yes, that. Yes, exactly. Although I yes. think he's retired and been retired, and I actually think he hosts the Believe in Seahawks podcast here on the Believe Network, so maybe not him. But uh, okay, so you're thinking it's going to be just maybe somewhat of a depth player, a quality depth player uh, that's a linebacker that will sign with the Miami Dolphins come Monday, or at least come to an agreement. Linebacker yes. or a lineman, I, I do see that. Yeah. <laughs> It's not going to be a big signing, not a splash. Yeah, be like that minimum, something just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I can see him making the team. I, I think the Miami Dolphins will go hard for a quarterback, uh, whether it's Gardner or somebody else. I think they want to shore that up and get that done. Uh, I also wouldn't su- be surprised if you saw a move on the offensive line. Uh, interior, left guard, right guard, one of the, an interior lineman is where I'm going to go with that. Uh, it, but also keep in mind, we've cut Byron Jones, but we can't use that money until June 1st because we designated him as a June 1st cut. So it wouldn't surprise me if the other splash that you and I have talked about, and I actually screenshotted, hopefully you're okay with that. I screenshotted our conversation from Friday and put it on Twitter, but there is another splash that is possibly going to happen for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, it might just not happen right at the beginning of free agency. It might happen later because there's more money later. Also, keep in mind, people want to sign Christian Wilkins. Well, we have more money later. So uh, it's very possible if we do sign Christian Wilkins to that extension that that happens at a later date and not now. Um, but I'm going to go offensive lineman, Chris. You're going linebacker. I'm going offensive lineman. Uh, I like it. We'll see. I think one of us will be right. I don't know which one. I hope it's me, though. I'm going to double down, and I have a specific name who we're going to sign. Okay. Who is it that we are going to sign? It's going to be David Long, linebacker from the Seattle Seahawks. He is a, quote, incredible penetrator. Mm. Same. And run stopper. Long has an innate ability to knife through offensive lines to create negative plays. He's an excellent blitzer and terrific tackler. He can look stiff in coverage, but that's true for most linebackers. He's a three-down player, end quote. David Long, 26 years old, linebacker, Seattle Seahawks, is coming to Miami. All right. All right. I uh, I, I dig it. I, uh, I'm i going to go with – let's see here. I'm going to go with uh, – what, what did I say we were going to draft? I said we were going to draft a, an interior <laughs> lineman, right? He said we're going to sign one. That this is free. Oh, I did. I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's what I said. That's what I said. You're right. Welcome to Sunday night, uh, Sam and Chris day drinking. <laughs> I'm going to say, here's a name. Here's a name. This is going to be the first name signed, and it's going to blow everybody's mind. He's an interior lineman, although he's very versatile. He's actually been, he's played just about everywhere. Left tackle, right tackle, interior lineman. Um, he played with the Steelers last year, signed with the Steelers after leaving the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to go with, Jesse Davis signing <laughs> back. No, with the Miami Dolphins. Jesse Davis, that. Chris. You Jesse can't Davis. do that. Two time Hall of Famers overruling. You cannot do that. Why can't Jesse, I Davis Jesse Davis cannot be on our team? He's versatile. I mean, he's 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 well traveled. He's seen the other side. We we can use him as a bad example for the other people. Like, don't be like Jesse Davis, right? Like, it, there might be value there. Yeah, you know what else, what else is versatile? Cheese, and it stinks. <laughs> That's pretty good. Billy Turner's an unrestricted free agent. Whenever Stop. Billy Turner, why not? <laughs> Thomas not available. Uh, Derek Thomas was his name. <laughs> Donald Thomas. Fucking worst. Are you talking about Dallas Thomas? Dallas, Dallas. I tried yeah. to erase him from my brain. He was in. <laughs> he was involved in so many ridiculous predictions. I cannot believe I didn't remember his name. We um, had we had the Dallas Thomas worst player of the week award. <laughs> we sure did. But that's how much I follow the show. The uh, same one I host. Well, um, I mean, as we both talked about, we're not big fans of the is, show. So there is an actual name. Like seriously, Sam, this is something we can actually talk about here. Uh-huh. Um, he's a. He played with Mike McDaniel. Mm. Um, he's a 49er 
offensive lineman. He is that we could look into bringing in. He's mm. been um, he knows the the offense completely well, and I could see him wanting to come play with him. And that's Mike McGlinkley. Mike McGlinkley, of course, it's not McGlinchy. Yeah, McGlinchy, glinch yeah. like a like a glitch. Right tackle, Sam. A lot of people don't realize how important that role is. And I know Chris Greer's come out and said Austin Jackson's getting another shot. I think he's going to do well. Um, right tackle, that is the blind side of Tuatunga Vailoa. If we can shore up those two end pieces of the line, I'm okay with that. He would be a bigger signing. He's top top, you know, six on the available free agents listed out there from NFL.com. So uh, that would kind of go against what I said that it wasn't going to be a big <coughs> splash, but. Um, yeah, McGlinchey. McGlinchey okay is uh, is a guy who, for the last couple of years, has been uh, low key disgruntled with the 49ers because he was looking for a long term contract. He wants stability. He wants money. Um, but you know, having a couple of years stability for the Miami Dolphins, knowing that you are penciled in as that starter, he was probably the worst lineman on the Niners. However, that probably makes him third best lineman for the Miami Dolphins. So right, right. the Niners had a pretty good line. Uh, so I can see McGlinchey. There's there's a lot of um, you know synergy between the 49ers and uh, and the Miami Dolphins these days. Ever since we got Mike McDaniel, so uh, I like Mike McGlinchey. He is uh, he's a he's a high rent Jesse Davis, and I could and I can get behind that. We've said Jesse Davis way too much in this episode. I'm I'm not happy with it. Uh, can can we switch gears here and sure. talk about a former Dolphins lineman that yeah. got recognized and celebrated um, this week? And that is former first round pick out of the University of Florida, your favorite college football team, Florida Gators. That's true. Mike Pouncey signed a one day contract with the Miami Dolphins and retired as a Miami Dolphin. And can we also talk about that Marquise Pouncey was there with his hair looking like he did when he played and Mike Pouncey in his aqua jacket uh, has a tattoo of what seems to be a map from Uncharted 3, the video game, on his entire neck and head. Um, but cool, different yeah. strokes, different folks. He retired to Dolphins. Shout out to Mike Pouncey. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything knowing uh, the company that Mike Pouncey keeps outside of football. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> disparaging about Mike Pouncey. Yep. Um, but I'll say this. I was pleasantly surprised at that because I know he spent the majority of his career here, and he, he was a very good player for us. I, I would have never expected, first of all, I thought he had officially retired, you know, a year or two ago, but I would have never expected him to be the guy to come back to Miami and say, I want to, I want to officially end right. my career here. So I thought that was really cool just to see that happen. That, that took me by surprise. Uh, you're, you're tracking the way I'm tracking here, Chris, because I, I saw that I opened it. And the first thing I saw it was, oh, cool. Mike Pat, what the fuck happened to his hair? What happened to his head? Does that say, ouch? Like, it just looks like it's tattooed ouch on his head. Um, lots of tattoos everywhere. He's always, you know, he's been a heavily tatted man, but I think he went uh, another round. He's got two layers of tattoos on his arms and everything else, but you know, really good player. He'll, he'll never make it to the hall of fame. Uh, I don't think he'll make it to the ring of honor, but it, this was his moment to shine and uh, really cool to see uh, Mike Pouncey come back to the team that drafted him. And he played very well for us and, and end his career. Let's just call it the right way. Um, so yeah, shout out to Mike Pouncey. I, I think that's a good shifting of gears by you uh, to talk about Mike Pouncey. What's yeah, your favorite you, Mike Pouncey game? Oh, um, you know what it is? It's the Texans game where we just, uh, it was Dan Campbell's first game, I think. Uh, okay. First or second game when we just absolutely fucking railroaded um, the Texans. And there was a play where he threw it to Landry. Tannehill threw it to Landry on the left-hand side, made a couple guys miss. And he ran it on the field. And there's a point where like four linemen were sprinting 40 yards down the field to get ahead of Landry to make a make blocks. And I think Mike Pouncey was on that team and he was involved in that play. If not, it still was a cool play. My, uh, <clears throat> my favorite, pl uh, my favorite game uh, of Mike Pouncey is uh, the one he played with Richie incognito called pin the tail on the Jonathan Martin. That was my favorite. <laughs> that was my favorite game. If you find the X behind his left ear, it's Blackbeard's treasure. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, well, congrats to uh, Mike Pouncey and Marquise Pouncey. A solid, solid twin career. They're like the Steiner brothers. They just walk. I get to see them walking around the NFL, just like taping people to lockers and shoving highlighters up their ass. Like that's yeah. that's or kazoos. Let's just be on brand. Um, <laughs> on brand. We now we need perfect build kazoos. Yeah, dude. Oh my god! Imagine the whole stadium playing kazoos when we like the the other kickers trying to kick a field goal. 
can we make perfectville branded kazoos and pazoos call them pazoos pazoos i I want pazoos like a pazuki from bj's but pazone like when they had the you know, pizza has the uh, something calzone there. pizza. Calzone is pizzones. We call them pizzoos. Pizzoos. I like Put a it. Rondé ba- uh, Bagston on it. Yep. Yep. No, this is this needs to happen. We'll figure it out. You're uh, welcome, everybody. You are welcome. Welcome to Perfectville from the doctor, Christopher Cullen. Um, and then one other thing, uh, you know, not maybe as good news or uh, or as um, big news as Mike Pouncey um, tattooing his whole head. But uh, another <laughs> former player got a little award recently and we were on our sabbatical. But uh, some Zach something or other um, dude, Cunningham, Zach Cunningham. Stop Zach. Zach Thomas, Tom, Tom Zachis. Oh, can, Zach Thomas. Can we talk about, can I put into words the emotions I felt when Jimmy Johnson surprised Zach when he walked up the stairs, his whole family, and he went out to lunch or breakfast with his mom, comes upstairs. Here's the camera crew, Jimmy Johnson in his Hall of Fame jacket. He had to be the one to tell him. And Jimmy Johnson's voice cracking yeah. as he's telling Jesus Christ, you want to talk about emotions and how excited I was. And they saved him for last, Sam. It was really hard to sit through that whole thing. And they're, you know, Art Monk's daughter is like getting put in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. And Zach Thomas hasn't been announced yet. And then all of a sudden they showed Jimmy Johnson sitting on that stage, bro. And it was everything. You can ask my family. I jumped up. I pumped my fist. I screamed as if the Dolphins won a fucking AFC championship game, which I've never seen happen. Um, it, it was it was awesome, and Zach was as humble as possible. Every interview I saw afterward, he's just thanking his teammates around him because that's what a fucking leader and captain does. And um, it's gonna be awesome to see. I'm gonna try my damnedest to get to Canton. I already got a buddy that I played linebacker with in high school, who also loves Zach Thomas. Um, he's gonna drive up from Florida and hopefully make the stop to get me, and we're gonna go to Canton, Ohio, because I, I gotta at least be there, even if it's in the nosebleeds and just see him inducted because it's it's a special well-deserved and long overdue honor for one of the the best linebacker in miami dolphins history yeah i mean it, it pretty much eliminated my presence on twitter uh as soon as he was announced because i pretty much have lived for the last year and a half to just harass the pro football hall of fame twitter feed which is probably just some jerk off intern putting all that stuff out but i was making it known that zach thomas needed to be in that hall. Uh, in fact, one of my favorite thing about all of this is one of the interviews afterwards where he actually, Zach Thomas, uh, looked into the camera and basically told all the Dolphins fans, like, you don't need to, you know, you can stop, now. You can stop now. And I'm pretty sure that meant me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Thank like, you for your, your time. You, you can rest now, old friend. You're yeah, done. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't know that we've talked about this, but you've seen it and I've seen it, but, uh, friends of ours have, uh, been screenshotting every single time I yell Zach Thomas into the Pro Football Hall of Fame Twitter comment section and have actually been sending those to Zach Thomas. And we got the screenshots back of him basically saying Perfectville is awesome, which uh, was really cool uh, to know, Absolutely. right? And to see. So he uh, he may have been talking to us <laughs> a little bit by <laughs> saying, just chill out, guys. That's fine. I'm fine either way. I'm happy you did it. Move on. Uh, and I have. I've moved on to uh, Richmond Web. So I am uh, I'm starting my <laughs> Richmond Web campaign. And uh, we'll make sure that uh, that big fella gets in there at some point as well. But uh, no, Zach Thomas going to the Hall of Fame is long overdue. Um, it, it it was I was so happy. I I, I felt good that day, Chris, kind of knowing like I think this is his year. I think this is going to happen. Me too. And uh, and then it did. Uh, my question though is, all those people at uh, Zach Thomas's house, where did they park? Because he had to have known something was up when he came in and just saw all those cars. Like, no, I don't know. No, I know the answer to this question. I know the answer to this question. And this is why I have a PhD in Dolphins fandom. And this is why I I am a two-time Hall of Famer. Um, This has happened before at my house. Sam, you park at the pool. And you have somebody drive them back and forth with a car that's supposed to be there. (laughs) So the surprise is not ruined. Um, They parked at the pool. That's, that's, That's the answer, clearly. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, if you're going to surprise your friend, family, colleague, whatever, with uh, a Hall of Fame announcement, you park at the pool, ladies and gentlemen. So I wish they all had pazoos when he yeah. walked up. And they could just be playing the Miami has a dolphin. The greatest football team. We want the ball from goal to goal. Like the one that just right into the kazoo or the pazoo as it is. Yeah. 
Uh, also, one other thing, people haven't seen this, and I and we moved on quickly, but uh, I got a lot of giggles of saying that, that the 1970s Dolphins only threw twice a game. I want to see the stat line for Earl Morrill, who came in for Bob Greasy. It was one for two for 17 yards and a touchdown. Uh, that would be fantastic. And he they still won by 10. He, yeah, he completed 19 passes that season, <laughs> the entire season. <laughs> And they were all like underhand shovels to the to to Zonka like yeah. in front of them. Yeah, it was just a shovel pass as uh, Zonka <laughs> was running uh, with Jim Kick and Mercury Morris through uh, through some. So he did his own blocking too. I mean, pretty yeah. much it was le- it was fucking Zonka that year. But uh, all right, well, I-, I don't know what else to talk about. Uh, we're on the eve of free agency. We got Jalen Ramsey, as somebody else on Twitter said. We now have to change his name to Jalen Finzi, which is stupid but funny. Uh, best tweet I saw was from a Rams player or from a Rams fan, Chris, and uh, it's already elite. We'll d- we'll bring back elite tweet, delete tweet one day. But uh, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have it in front of me. But he basically said something along the lines of. We didn't even trade him. The Miami Dolphins just came in and took that guy and left some random guy in our locker room. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, what a good tweet. But uh, I'm happy. You're happy. Everyone's happy. If you're a Miami Dolphins fan and you're not happy, then you're not a Miami Dolphins fan at this point. Uh, that's that's all there is to it. So, uh, Chris, anything else you want to say before we end this joyous occasion in podcast? No, episode. I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad the Dolphins are making money moves, and we're a team to be reckoned with coming up. I'm excited. Yeah, hell hath no fury like a Miami Dolphins team that's been good and on the verge of great. It's going to be a fun season, a uh, fun couple of seasons here for the Miami Dolphins. Then it's going to suck again. But enjoy this time right now because uh, this is as good as it gets, ladies and gentlemen, and it's going to be really, really good. Uh, until next time, on behalf of Chris Cullen, the good doctor, and two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, as well as myself, the entire Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. The only thing left to say is goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.